Create Art Podcast, Project National Novel Writing Month, and National Podcast Post Month. Hello, friends. This is Timothy Kimo Bryan, your head instigator for Create Art Podcast, where I take my 20 plus years of experience in the arts and education world and help you tame your inner critic and create more than you consume. Well, it's November. Can you believe it? For me, that means celebrating my favorite holiday, which is Thanksgiving. Also, this is my third year for National Novel Writing Month, and uh, where I'll be writing a 50,000-word novel and podcasting every day for National Podcasting Post Month. Killing two birds with one stone. So, you're going to hear from me every day in the month reading the daily output of the novel. I'd appreciate any comments that you have, so please feel free to let me know what you're thinking. You can email me, timothy at createartpodcast.com, or if you go right to the website on each day, you can post your comments right there on the post. Now, why do I do this? Well, if I'm going to ask you to be brave out there and share your work, then I better do it myself. Plus, it keeps my creative muscle going. And who knows what's going to come out of my keyboard here. The podcasting side of the house, it helps me develop my podcasting skills in editing, posting, show notes, all that other stuff that hopefully you don't hear too much of. Now, you can find out about National Novel Writing Month by going to uh, my website and in the show notes. And uh, I'll have the links there for you. And also, National Podcasting Post Month also is going to be in the show notes. So here's today's output. All right, here we are on day one, no, one November. And uh, this, uh, this is going to be called uh, Xeno Hunter uh, instead of Troll Hunter. So there you go. A little bit of a change in the title. Uh, today, uh, I did 1,681 words. And for the total today, uh, for the grand total, that would be 1,681 words. So here we go. The messages were coming in fast and furious. Tinley ignored, as best she could, the pinging of her smartphone. It was not even 9 o'clock yet, and she dropped her daughter off at school not even two hours ago. She had finished the second cup of coffee, and her husband had left for work about an hour ago. This was supposed to be her time to relax before cleaning the house. The morning had been cloudy and drizzling. There was fog on the road, but not too much to impact traffic that much. October mornings were usually like this. It made her drag in the morning, but as soon as lunchtime hit, she would be getting her second wind. Her daughter, Winona, had slept in a little longer than usual and was difficult this morning. Fourth graders were like that. Tinley remembered from her teaching days. She had gone into temporary retirement when, when, when Noah was born and was not looking at going back to teaching anytime soon. Right now, she enjoyed being a wife and a mother. When she sat back down on the couch and opened up her smartphone, her world stopped. Message after message on the neighborhood social media page with the subject line of active shooter appeared before her. 
This was a rare occurrence, as the last time was two years ago in a neighboring community that also used the social media app. She got those notifications too because she had friends in the area. This time was different because it was from her community in Winona's, Winona's Elementary School, Swan Victor Elementary. Just as she read the first one of maybe a hundred, she heard the police sirens go off on the main road. Her heart dropped into the pit of her stomach. Her only thoughts were of Winona's safety, and she went into panic mode. She tried to call her husband Mark right away. However, she heard the message, your call cannot be completed at this time. Which, when she heard it, she hung up immediately and started texting him. She was frantic, and the predictive text was not helping the situation, making her more frantic. Her thoughts went immediately to the argument she was having with Winona this morning and getting her ready for school. She could not remember if she said I love you or not. She collapsed on the floor due to emotion due to the emotional strain of what was happening, only to be awakened by Mark, who was in tears. It had been a late night for Cody. He was up trying to talk down one of his newer recruits, Wolfgang, the night before. He had not even met Wolfgang in person, and this new recruit did not sound promising. Wolfgang, if that was his real name, sounded young, dumb, and full of a lot of bravado, but did not have much else going for him. There was no strategy or long-term thinking going on. Wolfgang just wanted to act, and that was something the followers of Zeno did not do. Cody had been kicked out from another group that was probably more Wolfgang speed. That group had a number of young bucks that had some computer skills, but not as many as his breakaway group had. Wolfgang was recruited by his uncle, who wanted to give him some direction in life and give him a purpose to get out of his parents' basement. Normally, they didn't allow anyone like this in the group. However, the, his uncle made a strong case. Essentially, either his new other either his nephew gets in where they lose a major source of funding. One of the neighborhood social media groups was showing a high rate of activity this morning. Cody pulled up that particular group. None of his people lived in the affected community, but there was one fatality reported at an elementary school due to an active shooter who was still at large. He slammed his fist down on the desk, and it jolted his coffee cup, and it crashed to the floor. The coffee splattered all over the hardwood floors, just missing the power strip that fueled Cody's computer setup. He dove down with a paper towel to get it before the hot, steamy liquid shorted out the power strip and hurt his knees. As he was getting up, he hit his head against the underside of the desk, immediately cursing and punched the drawers of the desk, which elicited more yelling and cursing. The sight of this would have been comical to an outsider who did not know that Cody led the followers of Zeno. But those who knew Cody and the followers of Zeno would see this as incident would see that this incident only fueled his anger and something unpleasant was about to occur. When Cody got back to his chair he pulled out one of his burner phones and called Wolfgang's uncle Bruce. He angrily waited for the typical three rings for Bruce to find the number that was listed as safe to answer. You have power over your own mind. Not events, said Bruce. He waited for the reply to let him know that it was clear to talk. It's not because things are difficult that we dare not venture, replied Cody angrily. 
I'm about to send you a report and I need to know if you have been contacted. Call me back once you have reviewed. Out. Cody terminated the call immediately and put the burner phone on the bottom of the pile of phones in his desk. He would not use this one again until the others had been used. It seemed like an eternity before Bruce pinged in on the virtual office. Cody waited for the signal that the room was sanitized. So, I was up most of the night with Wolfgang. I guess I don't need to say that. This is on your neck. And now we need to clean it up. The TV station is already en route. We need someone out there taking pictures and recording audio. Who are you sending? Asked Cody. So, because you talked with Wolfgang last night, you think it's him. I mean, what proof do you have? Asked Bruce. From what we were talking about last night, he is a very restless kid that has way too much time on his hands. He wanted to go over contingency uh, plans. He wanted to know why we're not doing any more in-person work. He wanted to be deeper in the organization. The kid has been with us for like a year, if that, and I still haven't vetted him personally. So do you want to tell me where he was this morning? Because I have a good feeling, replied Cody. Okay. Listen, he is supposed to be at work at this time. I'm sure he's got an alibi where he works. He's not reached out to me yet, but I'm sure he will, and he knows which phone to do that on. I will find him and set up a meeting for us here. This will not spill back on us. Once I read through the report, I sent my eyes and ears out to observe and record. This could be a good training exercise for the, for our guys in the field. At the very least, we probably can get a few more followers uh, I'm a few more believers that the government stages these things all the time. I think it's a stroke of genius, actually. If we play our cards right, it plays into our favor, replied Bruce. It can only be the three of us knowing. If it gets to a fourth, just know that your bullet is already chambered. Get him in here, because your life depends on it, and I'd hate to make you the scapegoat for this with the others, because your entire family would pay, threatened Cody in a chilling voice. The scene at Swan Victor Elementary School was one of controlled chaos. Children huddled in their classrooms on lockdown, with teachers taking a silent role of their students, wondering if they would make it out alive. The office staff were in tears and huddled on the floor as the children as the children were, as they waited for the all-clear from the police officers. One child, Winona Bale, fourth grader, lay slain just outside of the office staff's window in front of the main entrance of the school where children and parents would normally be, come in. Her lifeless body bled out as two officers tried, to, uh, tried in vain to revive her. Three shots in the chest and no casings on the floor to be found. The officers had seen this many times before in training, and last year at the high school and the next community over. Four officers covered them, two outside uh, the vestibule and two inside the school in case the shooter was still there. The main team searched in every bathroom, classroom, and hallway. No one was found. Another team was outside the school, searching the grounds and neighbors. No one was, again, no one was found. The all clear uh, with, the all clear with one, the all clear was sounded with one caveat. 
No one was to come through the front entrance as to preserve the crime scene. In the office, the phone lines began ringing unceasingly as parents tried to get uh, more information about the shooting. The principal emailed the instructions not to let the children near the front of the school as it was an active crime scene. The process for informing parents began in earnest, and the blinds that blocked the view of the crime scene from the office were drawn shut. The police captain and principal went into his office and closed the door, both men visibly shaken at what had just happened. Even though both men had prepared for something like this and trained their subordinates as well, nothing truly prepared them for detailing with the aftermath. The TV station vans were kept at a distance, and intermixed with the reporters were neighbors and others in the area who were wondering what had happened. Thank you for listening to this episode of Create Art Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard or absolutely hated it, hey, please feel free to leave me a comment right there on the website, or you can email me, timothy at createartpodcast.com. If you got something out of uh, any of the episodes here, please consider sharing it with a friend. And if you would, you know, also let me know what would make this a five-star podcast, I'd like to hear that. I want to make sure that I'm helping you tame your inner critic and create more than you consume. By the way, I also run two other podcasts. The first one's called Find a Podcast About, where I help you outsmart the algorithm and find your next binge-worthy podcast. You can meet me over there at findapodcastabout.xyz. Now go out there, write your great novel, create art for somebody you love, yourself. Until next time.